0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment.
2: I just point to the logo on my chest and tell Slam me, ego. Slam slamming ego. Slam me, ego. Slam me, hey. Hit it off the hit, hit it the park. with a strike. Hit it with strike. From the national anthem, anthem. to the bottom of the night. I'm in. Slam me, ego. Slam
0: already know what's up that another home
1: run what's up everybody welcome to episode 343 of the talking Friars podcast and youtube show ben fadden here with you thank you so much for taking the time to watch or listen today it is february 21st 2023 peter seidler And A.J. Preller, they just spoke to the media uh, out there in Peoria, Arizona. So hopefully at some point while I'm speaking here over the next 45 minutes or so, I'll get some audio, get some video from their comments. Uh, There is some video out, and the main thing that Peter Seidler said was Manny is my top priority. And that's the big thing we were interested in, right, was hearing from Peter Seidler his thoughts on the Manny situation, right? Preller as well, but we know Preller. He likes saying stuff without saying really anything. Um, so it was pretty much Preller. Uh, he was on Ben and Woods. I was listening to that. And, uh, well, the big takeaway from A.J. Preller's interview on Ben and Woods was that he just roasted Kevin Acey. Uh That's what happened there. And I can play that video, that audio for you uh, in a little bit. Uh, But A.J. pretty much just saying, yeah, we want Manny here long term, you know, just reaffirming that Um, that 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 was pretty much that's pretty much the big thing coming out of what they said today. Uh, Peter Sider, he also gave his thoughts on other people giving their thoughts on the Padres, you know, saying how, oh, maybe this isn't sustainable. Maybe this isn't the smartest thing to do. Uh, So I'll play that for you. uh, Courtesy of 97.3 The Fan. Um, looks like he was asked if he would consider this season a failure, if they fell short of the Padres winning the World Series. Um, I'm just trying to see what else is there before we get going here, because I want to play all this sound for you. I'm just lining it up here. Uh, but welcome in here. Um... Before we get just right out of the gate here, I'll do the message from Gagli- Gaglione Bros. so we can go right through fr- to the chat, um, to Preller and Seidler's comments. So here's that. This episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros. Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheese steaks and fries at Peco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, let's get to Peter Seidler here, some of his comments. So this is just from Twitter, 97.3 The Fan. Um, I think Sammy Levitt was doing this video here. And Peter Seidler was asked about some of the comments around baseball about as to how the Padres run their business. Seidler says, we're here to win a title.
0: Peter, a lot of people around baseball have had an opinion about the way that you're running your business at this point? What would your response be to people that question the wisdom of how the Padres are going about their business?
2: I don't spend too much time, if any, thinking about what other people are thinking. I, you know, I, it truly like I care what we're thinking in this room and what we're planning for in, you know, in this room, in this building, and of course, uh, back in San Diego. And to me, it just feels great. We Believe we have a great chance to go after that trophy and to deliver to San Diego its first parade. And with a great deal of seriousness and humility. But the overall theme is we're here to win a title. That's what I expect.
1: Yeah, so I agree with Peter Seidler's comments there, like him talking about how he doesn't really pay attention, much attention at all to what other people are saying about the Padres, and why should he, right? He's the owner of the team. He can do what he wants with it. He can spend a lot of money. He can spend not a lot of money. He can do whatever he wants. Now, I, I wish every owner in baseball would be like Peter Seidler and really care about winning for the fan base, right? Right. And not every owner does that, unfortunately, uh, but Peter Seidler, like as the owner, he, sh- he shouldn't care what other people think. What matters is what he thinks, right? What he's trying to do and what he's trying to do is provide A.J. Preller, the Padres, provide the organization with the financial resources necessar- necessary uh, to go put themselves in the best position possible to win their first World Series. So absolutely love uh, what Peter Seidler's doing. And so that was the first quote here. Um, Peter Seidler was asked how big of a priority Manny Machado is moving forward. And that, this is like, you know, the, the big money quote of Peter Seidler's comments today uh, from the media here.
2: I I really hesitate to talk about hypothetical situations with um, whether it's with a free agent player or one of our own. I I will say Manny is my top priority. I I really hesitate to talk about hypothetical situations with um, whether it's with a free agent player or one of our own. I, I will say Manny is my top priority.
1: There you go. Manny is my top priority. That's what Padres fans need to know, right? Like, And thats I'm not surprised that Peter Seidler said this. Um, I don't know if A.J. Preller thinks that Manny is his top priority, but Peter Seidler says Manny is his top priority. You, you get what I'm saying? So, like, Peter Seidler, he is A.J.'s boss, right? What matters the most is what Peter thinks. If Peter thinks that they need to try their best to go bring back Manny Machado, then that's what's going to happen, right? I think Peter Seidler and A.J. Preller, they have kind of the same thoughts, right? They think alike. Um, It seems like they're on the same wavelength, if that makes sense. So I'm not concerned about, oh, A.J. doesn't want Manny back. Seidler does. No. No. What Preller has said, he said on Ben and Woods this morning that he does want Manny back long-term. And I'll play those comments for you here in a sec. Um, so, you know, the, the reports, the, that, that's why I was worried, the, the, a little worried. I wasn't, like, overly concerned. Uh, but I was just reacting in the moment to reports that came out that the Padres' first offer was two days before this deadline that was set by Manny's camp. And it was for essentially two hundred fifty-five million dollars, which is nowhere close to what Manny deserves. Just to, just being honest, two fifty-five is nowhere close to what Manny deserves, based on what other guys are getting, based on him being the best player on the team right now, him being the captain of this team. Like, the market has changed, so I'm not mad at Manny for asking for for however much money he's asking for. Uh, maybe the asking price is too high right now for the Padres, and that's why you're seeing uh, a deal not be done right now. And the the uh, extension talks, like the the deadline, you know, the, the talks maybe having to continue past this deadline, right? Um, so my my I guess my overall reaction here is I'm I'm glad that Peter Seidler is saying that Manny is his top priority, which this is just him reiterating what he said, I believe it was at the Bogarts press conference earlier in the offseason. Like, we want Manny here. We value Manny. Like, he is a priority for us. Manny is my top priority. That should be, that should, that should make Padres fans smile and just be reassuring. It makes me relax Um, and makes me trust, like, okay, a deal's going to get done. When new reports come out, I'm going to talk about it, but every time a new report comes out, I'm probably going to end my thoughts with saying, I think a deal eventually is going to get done. I don't know if it's going to get done in free agency, or it's going to get done before opening day, or it's going to get done at the all-star break. Don't know the timing, but I trust that Peter Seidler, when he says Manny is my top priority, he's going to get a deal done with Manny Machado. This isn't a situation where Manny doesn't want to be with the Padres, right? When he's been talking to the media, it seems like he's very calm, smiling. He wants to be with the Padres. He loves this situation. Um, I know know some people don't want to read into that clubhouse thing that happened over the offseason where he visited the Rockies clubhouse with Peter Seidler. Just to see, maybe take some notes about their clubhouse because they're going to do Padres' home clubhouse renovations here in the next couple years. But I'm like, why is Manny doing this if he's not going to be here long term? You know, I think, I think, I think a deal is going to get done eventually. When reports come out, I'm going to react to them. That's just what's going to happen. If you don't want to hear about this Manny talk anymore, totally understand that. You don't have to listen to it. You don't have to watch it. Um, That's totally fine. I will, don't worry. When baseball games start, I will be talking about the baseball that's on the field. But right now, when guys are just hitting BP and throwing bullpens and games haven't started, like the biggest spring training storyline right now is a Manny Machado contract. You know, like is an extension going to get done? When is an extension going to get done? Right. So it's reassuring. It makes me relax. Right. Uh, just take a deep breath. Okay, Seidler still. Manny is his top priority. That's what he cares about, you know. And AJ, AJ said that too, by the way. Um, let's see. Also, he told Ben and Woods the signing Michael Walk, the signing of Michael Walker is highly thought of by many people in the organization who have played and worked with them. Having a proven starter who can put the team in good spots is important. Gives them depth. He was also mentioning Michael Walker. Uh, or with the Michael Walker signing, like he talked with Alan Craig, guys that have been around him, right? Alan Craig, he works in the Padres organization. He used to be a Cardinal and used to play with Michael Walker. Um, so he got different viewpoints. Definitely. Um, getting to, okay, I'll get, I'll get back to Peter Seidler's comments here, but I wanted to continue with the Manny Machado talk here first um here's aj preller's comments about manny on ben and woods this morning
3: from a business standpoint these are this is you know where my market is and you know, this is what uh you know what, what what he's thinking about and i think from our standpoint we're just we're just looking for him to be here a long time and you know and, and ultimately you know when he when he said what he said the last couple of days about the opt-out possibility it's not really a surprise you know i think we've, we've been preparing for it um and him and, and his age they've been very straightforward with everything and you know, again, like we'll, uh, we're we're hoping to have him here for a long time. We'll see how things play out.
1: There you go. So we're hoping to have him here for a long time. We'll see how things play out. Like that's that's what I needed. That's what I needed to hear from AJ. And I know that doesn't seem like it's a whole lot, right? Like, of course, AJ is going to say he wants Manny here for a long time. We'll see how it plays out. Um, I guess I'm not really focused on. AJ's comments as much as Peter Seidler's comments because Peter Seidler is the guy that controls everything right like he's the guy that is giving the check it's one thing for maybe a GM wants a guy but the owner isn't going to pay for it or doesn't want it you know but Peter Seidler really wants Manny Machado to remain a San Diego Padre it seems like Manny wants to remain a San Diego Padre as well so again I think a deal is going to get done um now, this was hilarious. I wanted to pull this up here. I don't know if you guys saw this. I think I already saw some people in the chat talking about this. But AJ absolutely dunked on Kevin AC in this Ben and Woods interview. Now, I think some of this was him joking, right? Hopefully Kevin is not taking this like literally, literally from AJ. Like, holy crap. Uh, AJ hates me or something like that. Um, I know a lot of Padres fans, they love dunking on Kevin AC because whenever he, you know, because he gets stuff wrong sometimes and so people love to dunk on reporters when they get stuff wrong. Um, But I think Ben and Woods, they one of them, they asked AJ about uh, players giving him recommendations um, and has AJ ever had to tell Ben and Woods to, uh, or has AJ ever had to tell players to stop listening to Ben and woods because of how critical they are or something like that? Um, because Xander was telling Ben and woods that earlier this morning about Boston people, uh, on the radio there in Boston. And he was just, he would just tell people to not listen in- to Boston radio because of how just critical they are. Just don't listen to it because you're going to be in a bad headspace, but Ben and woods aren't like that, they're fair. um, but anyway, that was pretty much what set this up. And then AJ delivered like the best, the funniest line definitely of this spring training so far. Probably the funniest line he's ever delivered uh, as the general manager of the San Diego Padres, I would say. So here is that.
0: We make sure we hear what AC's thinking. And we do the opposite. We so. make sure we hear what AC's thinking. And we do the opposite. We so. make sure we...
1: Oh, my gosh. Woodsy's Woodsy's laugh is what makes it, you know? We make sure we hear what AC's thinking, and we do the opposite usually. So, AC writes uh, uh, some column or something about um, what he thinks should happen or different rotation options. Oh, this guy might get some pitching time. Maybe the Padres do the opposite. Yeah, no, we're not going to give this guy time. Actually, we're thinking about this guy. Uh, look, AJ, he was joking around. It's just a fun radio interview during spring training. Again, hopefully, uh, AC's not taking that personally, and he knows that is just trying to have fun. That's all it is. Yeah, Annabella says, Did you hear the Xander and making the lineups? Yeah. Um, he I guess he he'd been talking with Bob Melvin, I think, a little bit about that. And Bob Melvin has some things, some interesting lineup configurations. And I think Bogey, he was like saying, pretty much hinting that like maybe it's not gonna be like we all think it's going to be in the lineup, with Tatis leading off, Soto hitting second, Manny hitting third, Bogarts hitting fourth. And Bogarts was saying he was fine with wherever he hits. He just told Bomell, don't hit me second because my career numbers hitting second just aren't that good. So that's pretty much what that was there. Um, Okay, good. So it looks like Marty Caswell has put out her video of all of Peter Seidler's comments here. So I'm going to load that up here and then I'll react to those and you can react to those as well. Uh, In the chat, if you want to be on the show, you can click that link that is pinned in the chat, and I will get to you at one point here, uh, after probably after the Seiler comments here. So here is, let me share my screen. All right. This is from Marty Caswell, obviously, the great Marty Caswell. I think she's going to be at spring training again today in Peoria doing the Darren Smith show. Um here she is. This is well, it's not her. It's from her uh Peter Seiler and Eric Grutner.
2: You know, we accomplished a lot last year. We had a wild ride through the regular season and then and then uh, did some real damage in the postseason, but organizationally we're fluid let's grab on to what was great about last year and this is mostly coming from our manager but um grab on to what was great about last year and we have the people in the room that can take it to the next level and win the world championship and that's why we're here and it's really the expectation in the room you know Bob Bob said it with a fist, you know, this year is about the world championship. And um, it's a good feeling to know that we have every chance to be in that mix. Hey, Bryce. Peter, a lot of people around baseball have an opinion about the
0: way that you're running your business at this point. What would your response be to people that question the wisdom of how the Padres are going about their business?
1: I can't control that. Here we go. I don't spend too much time, if any,
2: thinking about what other people are thinking. I, you know, I truly, like I care what we're thinking in this room and what we're planning for. And, you know, in this room, in this building, and of course, uh, back in San Diego. And to me, it just feels great. We, believe we have a great chance to go after that trophy and to deliver to San Diego its first parade. And with a great deal of seriousness and humility, but the overall theme is we're here to win a title. That's what
1: I expect. <clears throat> Eric, the- We're here to win a title, Peter Scyther says. That's not what some owners say in baseball right you got guys like uh dick monfort let's just be 500 i think we can be 500 right uh you got john angelos the ceo of the orioles the other day saying that he's never that the Padres or not the padres the orioles they're never going to spend like over 300 million dollars he pretty much said that they're not going to spend over 300 million dollars like the yankees the red sox No, Peter Scyther's here to win. The ticket sales going.
3: Strong. Yeah, we've had a tremendous response from the fan base, you know, so much so that we've uh, we've capped season tickets for the 2023 season and started a wait list. We've already had a really strong response with uh, fans going on the wait list. And I think it just signals what we've felt throughout last season and even the season before that, which is just a tremendous amount of passion and support from our fan base.
0: Eric, how much did you cap is it? Twenty four thousand?
3: Yeah, approximately twenty-four thousand.
0: About how many people are on the wait right
3: now? Uh, I don't have the number as of today, but it's several hundred. Like it. The last update I got.
0: For the fighter is at a waitlist at the time you've been. First here?
3: time. What <laughs> does that what does that say kind of about the trajectory of where this team is talent wise with the way the to to I think it's uh, I think it's a validation of of our strategy that Peter has led, which is to get out in front of the fan base by giving them a team that they can believe in and they can be excited about, and then trusting that they will respond and uh, show up.
0: And they've done that. Peter, you know, there is a risk in, in what you're doing, or else everybody would do it. Why are you okay with investing as much as ownership has? In?
2: Every baseball franchise, sports franchise, it's unique. You know, there's a unique set of circumstances that um, impact the way organizations are run. And our situation is unique. We have a very sports-oriented and hungry fan base. And we believe if we continue to build that trust, they will continue to come. Um and it's about winning, and it's about being exciting, and it's about um, our fans, young and old, knowing that they're going to be able to watch great, exciting players year after year after year. And when we talk about risk, there's a risk to doing nothing. And
1: that okay, I'll let. Uh, I'm going to continue this, but that that's a good quote right there. There's a risk to doing nothing. So there's a risk to spending a lot of money, right? It might not work out, right? You're gonna Maybe you lose money, maybe because the, the fan attendance maybe isn't as good as you think it's going to be. I'm not saying that's for the Padres. I think a lot of people are going to show up for the Padres, but there's a risk in spending a lot of money. Maybe it doesn't work out, but there is a risk in not spending.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't
0: want to do another stomp you out speech.
1: It opened up so many more doors. The show
0: is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal.
1: Listen to The Deal
0: on Spotify.
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: fans not showing up, not getting a bunch of revenue, right? And then you losing a lot of games and they're just not being interest in the club that you own.
2: We've chosen to really focus on the players. And what spawned out of that is this amazing relationship between our, our players and our fans, the players respond to the fans. And as we've seen, the fans go nuts when they get to watch our players perform.
0: When, when expectations are as high as they are, that leaves room for someone to fall short of those expectations. Your expectation you said is the World Series. If you guys were to not reach your expectations, would you consider this season to be
2: a failure? One year soon the baseball gods will smile on the San Diego Padres and we will have a parade, Kevin AC. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, the Padres just as a whole, they love getting on Kevin AC. I'm not saying Peter there was getting on Kevin AC there, but you could, I think you could tell there that Peter was like, All right, man, I don't even want to think about us not winning the World Series this year. Like, I don't even want to answer that question. He didn't say that, but I feel like that's what he was feeling. Like, one day the baseball gods will smile on San Diego, you know, like, Peter, he does not want to think about negative things right now, right? It's spring training. It's the beginning of the season. Like, no, World Series, that's what we're thinking. Very positive, you know. Uh, I think, look, if I were to give my answer, if the Padres don't win a World Series this year, is that a failure? Um, I think if they don't get to the World Series, I would say it probably is. I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, okay, yeah, that's a failure, right? It's hard to say it's a failure if you if you're one of like the last four teams standing. So if you make the NLCS again, but when you have a team like this with this big of expectations, you know, and you bring in Xander Bogarts and you keep Robert Suarez and Nick Martinez, you bring in Seth Lugo, you're essentially adding Fernando to this team because he didn't play last year, right? Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter, and Michael Walker. A lot of names, a lot of quality veterans that do have experience winning, and players that came to this Padres team to go win. It's not like they came to this team to get traded at the deadline, right? or just to get, you know, because it was the most money. No, they came because they had the expectation that they were going to get a really good chance to win a World Series, right? And it could be Manny's last year. I don't think it's going to be, but it could be. Could be the last year of Josh Hader and Blake Snell, right? So to me, it feels like it is a must win season. And I think, but I think it's okay. It's okay for me to sit here and say it's a failure if they don't win the World Series, or at least it's a disappointment if they don't win the World Series because pressure is a privilege, right? Peter Seidler, the Padres, they have put themselves in this situation by creating a lot of excitement in the fan base, by spending a lot of money, right? Like they it's good to say that it's a failure if you don't win the World Series, right? We're not the Colorado Rockies here saying it's a failure if you don't get the five hundred, right? That's not our expectation. Our expectation is very, very high. I think that's a good thing. That's a good thing for this team for these players, you know.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, I guess I couldn't hear him.
3: You've been surprised, like, at some of the reaction, like, Dick Monfort. You know, I mean, do you have any advice for the Rockies?
2: (laughs) I enjoy it all, I really do. Um, And, you know, our our game, the more spice that we have within reason, the better. Um, And, and, You know, credible people having different opinions—that that's what makes the world go round.
0: Are you sick of having issues with Uh, your webinars? Come on,
1: another ad. Sorry, sorry. Do you believe it's sustainable here? People love that word. Yeah,
2: (laughs) let's find a different one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I love Peter Seiler, man. People love that word, sustainability, sustainable. Let's find a different one. Yeah, let's find a different – because sustainable, you know, when Rob Manfred's saying that, right, questioning the sustainability at a Major League Baseball press conference, he's questioning the sustainability of the Padres. Like, they're doing something really, really good, positive for Major League Baseball as a whole, and he's questioning the sustainability. So Peter's like, let's use a different word because sustainable – that art that's a negative it has a negative tone to it even or negative association with that word sustainable right because you're questioning can you do this for a significant period of time i don't know if you can do this like peter's like can we find a different word or just maybe a different phrase like uh just being committed will it work to be committed for a, a substantial period of time? You know,
2: I do. I believe our our parade is going to be on land or on water (laughs) or on both. Um, Putting a great and winning team on the field in San Diego year after year is sustainable.
3: How does it feel uh, competing with the likes of the Mets, the Yankees, uh, the biggest markets? Is that a great feeling? It's never really never happened before in San Diego.
2: We we probably focus on our division first. Um, And you know, we're, I'm aware of um, you know what what the other clubs in in the game are are doing generally, but you you, you really don't know them unless you're inside the building. And I've got a lot of respect for um, so many people in the game. It's best for us just to focus on our own situation. the owner's means that Steve Cohen same thing to you? Like you're taking the pressure off him? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs>
0: A few years ago, you stood up here with a blockbuster signing of Manny Machado. How has he lifted his contract, and how big a priority is he for you going forward?
2: I, I really hesitate to talk about hypothetical situations, with um, whether it's with a free agent player or one of our own. I, I will say Manny is my top priority.
0: How would you define
2: that relationship? Um, again, let, let's, I, I really do want to steer clear out of respect for the player um, from from any kind of comment beyond what I just said. You, you hire Bob Melvin because
3: you know he was a good manager, obviously, proven that over a long career. But he hasn't been in a situation like this where he had the payroll, the star, star power in the clubhouse kind of the anecdote you shared about what he said and with the passion that he said it how is bob equipped to work in this environment in ways he hasn't
2: um oh i think bob melvin's a top five manager in the game and i think most any manager gets a little bit better when he gets a little bit more talent so I'm, I'm quite optimistic and um and delighted that he's leading our club
3: I think recently when uh, Steve Cohn was interviewed, he says other owners should look at themselves in the mirror. Do you kind of wish that other people kind of be quiet about your franchise and just stick their
2: own? Um, for myself, I, I do try to look myself in the mirror and try to see reality. Ho- hopefully, my, um, hopefully my actions are more important than my words. But again, a little bit of spice coming from anybody in the game. I, I think um, the, the the more, you know, and I'll give you an example of it. The rules changes that we have this year, especially in the beginning, there's going to be an adjustment period and people are going to be talking about them. That's great for the game. You know, I'm, I've gone from being old school to being less old school than I used to be on some of these things. But um you know, everything from bigger bases to uh, pitch timing and, and uh, the, the new rules relating to the shift. I think it's great for the game. I think it's good that we're stepping forward and um, I like spice, you know, our, our game is great, um, ha- has always been great, but things evolve, and I like that we're evolving as a sport. The coordinator
3: uh, no you can't really talk about the regional yeah. sports network equation um, but in a general sense as it potentially relates to cadres if the financial arrangement changes in some way does that impact your strategy at all in terms of that no I mean we're we're planning for all the potential contingencies and uh, I think, as we've said, both Peter and I think long-term, intermediate to long-term, however this evolves from where we are today, it's going to be good for the game. I think it's going to lead to, ultimately, our games being broadcast more widely, um, and we think that's a good thing. So if there's a little short-term pain, it's not a strategy changer. It's just something we're prepared to manage through whatever comes our way. I wonder the schedule, the change in the schedule with more teams coming through. Have you gotten much feedback on fans, and, and is that beneficial too, or do you think it will be? Yeah, I think the balanced schedule is real positive for the game. I mean, having the game's best players come through more often, and our fans being able to see the best players in the Padres facing the other best players in the game of baseball, I think is nothing but a positive. You know, it causes a little bit more travel for us. Probably we're the team that is on the tail end of the distribution curve on having to travel more and it drives up our expenses a bit more but ultimately i think it's good for the game and i think the fans are really going to enjoy seeing teams like the red sox
2: and the yankees every other year coming through san diego peter if you have anything to add to that no i think it's great for the game i'm delighted um uh, you know some of the series that have not been here as frequently as they will be in the, in the, you know, this year and in the future, people circle those, you know, I want to, you know, I'm from Ohio. I want to come see the, the Cleveland Indians play or wherever. So I mean, it's great for the game. It's a good decision all around.
1: Is there
3: any plans down the road to grow more venue, like a ballpark village or battery, that sort of thing? It's like other teams are getting. Yeah, we've, um, we've been public with our plans to develop, uh, areas around the ballpark and have received a lot of support from the city for what we have planned and that's a few years off but certainly something that we're excited to eventually break ground on and continue to just create a vibrant area around the ballpark i mean when peco park was built and opened in 2004 the area around the ballpark looked nothing like it does today and the promise at the time was that peco park would be more than a ballpark and it's become that and uh, we think there's more room to grow and improve the area around the ballpark and we want to take a leadership role in that.
2: That's
0: a lot? Correct. You guys are already
3: part Uh, it? Well, uh, no. I mean, we have not broken ground yet, but we've received every city approval. We need to move forward on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was Peter Seidler and a little bit of Eric Grubner there. So that's interesting. Maybe building a little bit more uh, around Petco Park, kind of in the tailgate lot a little bit. That's kind of what I got there from Eric Grutner. We'll see what happens there. That seems like that might be a little bit away, a little while away. Uh, but the big thing, obviously, Manny is my top priority. That was the big quote coming from Peter Seiler today. Uh, and A.J. Preller reiterated that same thing when he was talking to the media. And look, that's great. Um, I mean, I wasn't expecting them to say we we don't want Manny here uh but but to um just Siler to go out there and because he didn't want to talk about it too much right he he didn't want to elaborate on it right I think Marty Caswell asked Peter a second question regarding Manny there just kind of like their relationship and he didn't even really want to get into that like he is totally respecting Manny uh and this process doesn't want to get too much into it Manny is my top priority And when he says something like that, I'm going to believe him, right? Everything that he has done since he has taken over as the Padres' head chairman, uh, he took it from Ron Fowler, or Ron Fowler handed it over. Um, Everything that he said, he's been truthful on, right? Like, he's wanted to improve this team, continue to improve this team through. uh, giving aj you know financial resources to do so and what has happened right took it over what i think before 2021 I, I think that's when it was after 2020 after that short season um and yeah they didn't make the playoffs in 2021 but they acquired musgrove they acquired darvish they acquired snell right and since then they've just continued making additions right i know that tatis Uh, Last year was not great, but he was the chairman when that extension happened. He got that done. Like the spring training that he took over, he got that done. His first spring training is like the head guy, right? Took it over, boom, extension happens. And they've just kept adding. I know some of it's been trades, some of it's been free agent signings, but they've just continued to add. After that 2020 season, since then, They've kept on adding. I can go through the line. I mean, I already said Musgrove and Darvish and Snell. This whole rotation is new, you know? Lugo, Martinez, Suarez, Hader, Garcia, uh, Tim Hill, um, Cronenworth, Soto, obviously, Bogarts, big financial investment, right? Bringing in Bob Melvin. Who am I forgetting? I know I'm just blanking on guys. Carpenter, Cruz, obviously. Like This team has changed a lot since Seidler took over. That's my point. And he just keeps improving this team. He's not going to stop till they get that World Series. And then when they get the World Series, I don't really anticipate him just going back to the old Padres, the Ron Fowler Padres, right? Previous owner Padres with low payrolls. It's not going to be like this every year. I'm not saying that the payroll is going to be uh what is it right now like 270 around that it's not going to be like that every year but the payroll's not going to be 70 million dollars right it'll be consistently in probably the the top half of payrolls at least right um even you know in 2025 when you're the, the payroll's not going to be as high as it is now it's just not right at some point they're going to want the prospects to come through but Getting back to the Manny thing, I'm I'm confident that Manny is going to be back with the Padres. I don't know if it's going to be in an extension or if it's going to be in free agency, but they're going to get something done. I'm confident in that. And Peter Seidler just hopefully made a lot of Padres fans just relax, exhale today uh, by just flat out saying Manny is my top priority. You know, the Soto situation, that stuff, that's down the road, but Manny is his top priority right now. And then I love the quotes, obviously, about, you know, winning, right? And um, big fan of Spice. That's what we learned there. Uh, Adam says, when is the Padres spring training game schedule going to be announced? That, it's already been announced. It was announced a while ago. First game is Friday. In fact, there's some quick notes on that here. So uh, Nick Martinez, he's going to be playing or pitching. He's starting, I think, on Friday. And then for a couple innings, and then Ryan Weathers, Jay Groom, they're going to be coming in after him. I don't know what order, but I think they're going to be pitching after Nick Martinez. Uh, Groom and Weathers, they'll probably be fighting for uh, the top depth spots in El Paso this year. Ryan Weathers, by the way, he has a new windup. And so I posted a video on that. Bob Scanlon had that video from Peoria yesterday on Weathers' new windup. Um, It's just over the top. Weathers, he used to be just a regular windup where you're not going over the top. You know, if you watch Max Scherzer, um, he has the over the top, you know, puts the glove over the top as he's getting ready to go. That's what Weathers is doing. Um, and according to, I think Sammy Levitt asked Weathers about this this morning. Weathers is just saying it's helped with his location. Uh, just he feels more in, in rhythm. He just feels better about it. And so if that's going to make him feel better about it, you know, the, the windup going to help him out, make him feel more comfortable. It's going to produce better results. And obviously I'm all for it. And I'm, I'm excited to see whether and whether's in spring training and see how he does. Uh, because last year looking at the spring, not the spring training, looking at the triple a numbers, it was not pretty. So I'm interested in seeing how much work he's done with Ruben uh, just mechanically. How does he look? Are the results looking better this spring? So, because if they do look better, then that's going to bode well for the Padres, right? They can have a guy in AAA in Ryan Weathers that they can trust to come up and eat some innings, uh, have some spot starts, right? Like, that will be huge. I mean, let's not forget this guy was their first-round pick years ago. So they're not going to give up on him right now. Um, I think there's still more left in Ryan Weathers. I'm not ready to give up on him. Sort of like Trent Grisham, I'm not ready to give up on him. Um, there, there's there's something left there from him. And then Jay Groom, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, Devin, to answer your question here, yeah. I'm excited to see Jay Groom because I haven't seen him pitch really. You know, he came over in that Hosmer deal, but then he was in the minors and I wasn't I wasn't watching the minor league starts. So yeah, I'm interested in seeing Jay Groom and how he looks. But those guys, you know, with Waka coming in, uh, it's going to be Hamels, Weathers, Groom, Honeywell. Like, I'm interested in seeing those guys pitch, seeing how they look, because I think they're going to be El Paso guys and seeing who who's going to be at the top there. Who's that guy the Padres will call on first if they need to go to someone in the minor leagues this year, right? Yeah, Chris says, can't praise Seidler enough. Would like to get a Sidler jersey. Maybe if they... I mean, that would be kind of smart for them to have Seidler jerseys. Maybe Peter doesn't want that though. He, he probably like, they're probably going to run that by him. And just based on Peter, like in interviews and stuff, he doesn't seem like a guy that wants to talk about himself so too much. So I don't know if he would like, I don't know if he would approve of having Seidler jerseys up in the Padres team store. Now I'm sure you can get it customized with Seidler on there and like a number one or something. But, um, I think he would shoot that down. I think he wants the player jerseys to be in the team store and have the spotlight be on the players, not on him, right? Because what he would say is, I'm not the guy on the field, you know? I'm just a fan that wants this team to win. Oh, okay. Adam went the TV schedule. Yeah, I don't think Valley Sports has announced that. I don't know how many games they're going to do. I think 97 3, the fan on the radio, is doing. I want to say 16 games. They could add more. Um, it's not every game. I think it was every game last time around, or maybe Jesse and Tony might be doing every game, but it's not all on 97.3 the fan. They're going to do, I think some will probably be broadcasted on the MLB app, MLB.com, and then some will be on 97.3 the fan. So we'll see what happens there. And as of now, Padres games are going to be on Valley Sports San Diego. Things could change, obviously, with the whole Diamond Sports Group bankrupt situation, but as of now, I think it's staying the way it is. Um, Just some other notes that I wanted to just talk about here real quick. According to Kevin Acey in the San Diego Union-Tribune, Adam Angle has a mild calf strain. uh, So that's not what you want to hear at the start of camp. Today is the first official workout pitchers position players everyone is here everyone is there in peoria uh first camp so uh at the start of camp you don't want to see someone already have a mild calf strain but he should i'm not expecting that to you know just totally take him off course for spring training and and give jose azokar this like huge edge you know Um, i'll probably do some more Roster projections later in spring, maybe when the players come back from the WBC uh, after we've seen some starters, you know, work and seeing how they look and seeing how some, you know, the Brandon Dixons of the world perform in spring training. Uh, See how Jose Azokar looks and Adam Engel looks and David Dahl looks. David Dahl. I don't know if you guys saw in the the Padres social media channels, uh, you know, the the tiny mic stuff that they do on social media. You look at him and he is jacked. So seems like he's been working out a lot. He's been working hard. So hopefully those results, you know, will show themselves on the field. Um, so I'm excited to see David Dahl. So I'll I'll have some more roster projections at some point this spring. I already did my first one before guys reported to camp. Um so guys fighting for the outfield spots. I think Angle's gonna be fighting for a starting outfield spot because Tatis is gonna be. Suspended, obviously. I think Jose Azokar could fight for it. I think it's going to be Dahl and Angle, though. Fighting, and then maybe it's a platoon. You know, against righties, you have David Dahl in there. because He's a lefty, I believe. And then against lefties, you have Angle uh, in there. Um, so there's that. Uh, Weathers already talked about the new delivery. Martinez starting on Friday. Groom and Weathers going in behind him. Um, I think that's all I wanted to hit on today. Uh, Annabella asked Ben, what do you think about the tiny mics? The mic questions. I love them. Uh, Yeah, it's fun. I mean, spring training, it's probably, it gets really boring probably for some players, you know, just every day coming in early in the morning, take BP, you know, take grounders, fly balls in the field, you go, uh, play the minor or go play the spring training game for a few innings and then you go home or when you're not playing you're done by like one o'clock and it's like every day and you feel like you're ready to go it's like okay can we get to the season so for them to you know have a question out there for players to have some fun with as they're walking out to the field or walking back from the field i think it's good and it allows the fans to see some of the players personalities right so, yeah, I love it. All right. Is there anything else to hit on here? I don't think there is. Let me check Twitter real quick. See if there's any sound bites. Um. I think I already played this, but I'll play it again. This was Peter Seidler, his message to the clubhouse, and this is how I'll end it here. I'll just play this message and then give my thoughts on the other side. Peter Seidler on the message that was delivered to the team in the clubhouse.
2: That was great. It was, you know, we accomplished a lot last year. We had a wild ride through the regular season and then, and then uh, did some real damage in the postseason, but organizationally we're fluid let's grab on to what was great about last year this is mostly coming from our manager but um grab on to what was great about last year and we have the people in the room that can take it to the next level and win the world championship and that's why we're here and it's really the expectation in the room you know bob bob said it with a fist you know that's
1: cool so Bob Melvin with the fist saying, you know, talking about the expectations, Peter they're right there is telling you World Series is the expectation. So, again, I think it's fair for us to say, yeah, it's a failure if they don't at least make it to the World Series. But then if they make it to the World Series, we're going to sit there. If they lose, we're going to be like we were four wins away or we were three wins away or two wins or maybe even one win away from the World Series from winning it. And we didn't. So that will feel like a failure, you know, especially to the players. So it's clear that that's the expectation.
2: This year's about the world championship, and um, it's a good feeling to know that we have every chance to be in that mix.
1: Yep, and we have every chance to be in that mix thanks to Peter Seidler. You know, him wanting to win, giving A.J. Preller the okay to spend money and bring in the best players. Maybe it doesn't, you know, fit the best for how much profit he'll make. Like. Maybe he doesn't make as much profit as Dick Monfort does this year or something, because, or at least in the regular season. The postseason, there's a ton of revenue coming in. But maybe in the postseason he doesn't make it or the regular season. Postseason, there's a ton of revenue. Regular season, maybe he doesn't make as much revenue. Uh doesn't make as much profit as Dick Monfort does because of the high payroll. But would you rather win the World Series or would you rather say hey i made a big profit i made more profit than the team that won the world series right seems like dick modford is in that category where peter scyther's like no i don't care about the profit i care about winning the world series the money will come if we have a great team on the field right and he's going to see a lot of money come in this year because the fans are going to show up you know the padres are like the beatles right now i saw i think bryce miller wrote about that in the union tribune yesterday and i agree i think mike schilt was saying that to bryce miller like yeah or it was Jeff Sanders, one of them. Like, yeah, th- this is like the baseball Beatles, and that's thanks to Peter Seidler. You know, willing, willing to spend the money. Um, and John Middleton of the Phillies, I think he had a great quote. I'm, I'm sure Peter Seidler thinks the same way. Him, Middleton, Steve Cohen, right? Uh, Hal Steinbrenner, like, are you remembered when when you when you die? He said something like this. I'm not quoting him. When you die, are you remembered for how much money you saved? Or how much money you made? Are you remembered for that? Or are you remembered for having World Series championships? You know, how many rings did you help this organization win, right? That's what you're remembered for. So do you want to be remembered? Or do you want to be, you know, just, oh yeah, just another owner who didn't win a World Series. Right? And was focused on making a profit. Like, what do you want to be remembered for? I think that's great. I think that was a great quote from John Middleton, who's has another great team in the Phillies, who's going to be competing with the Padres, obviously. So that's going to do it. A lot covered here. Episode 343, Talking Friars. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. I'll be back tomorrow, probably sometime later this week. Ben Fan signing off. See you, everybody. Enjoy the moments of 2023. Go Padres!